0: shitty attributes of life, you know, a lot of people look at me like, don't look at me when you say that, <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm joking, a- anyways, um, back to what I was podcasting about, <clears throat> when, um, <clears throat> I got totally pissed off at my husband and publicly humiliated, we're fast forwarding be-lined it to my mom's house, had no money to party with anything to, you know, snuff out the feelings of angst and hatred and rejection, just couldn't, you know, so, um, I thought, you know what I do have that I can make payment with is my voice, you know, I've been known to, you know, join a few choirs here and there in my day and time and, you know, aced it, so I thought you know what, if I could go to a bar and find a karaoke, I can sing and get a beer, so that's what I was thinking, so I I grabbed the phone book, and I was going through the yellow pages, and um, right in the same page, like, just one or two lines, like, up from what I actually did stumble across, was a whole nother different enchilada, (laughs) I was looking for karaoke, you know, lights in, um, spirit-dwelling places, like, you know, bars, and then, like, right underneath that, it said, you know, the Playmate 6 chat line, I was just like, whoa, that doesn't even belong there, and that's the first time I started calling the chat lines, because, um, there were no karaoke events going on, you know, that, oddly enough, when I was looking for it, and, you know, it was a a totally different area in life that I had never, ever, you know, gazed upon, looked upon, or, you know, dwelt upon, (laughs) so I was fascinated, I wanted to hear, I wanted to know what the sex chat lines were like, because I I came from um, a fairly sheltered um, life, a background, if you will, (laughs) so anyways, um, Got hooked on the chat lines. The first call was hard, but this I could I had to return. I went I started to drive down my mom's street to go back home, right? And all of a sudden I just you know I slowed down to the right and turned around real quick, and I wanted to hear on the chat lines again. <laughs> you know it was compelling, and so I stayed at my mom's till longer than I should have. <laughs> like, midnight, and on the chat lines, and by that time, I was ingratiated, and I was curious, and I wanted to know more about all these gentlemen that, you know, were so lonely, and why couldn't, you know, their wives fix it, and did they, you know, want that help from their wives, I mean, and also, to be honest, I've always been fascinated with the subject of, um, prostitution, you know? in every way, <clears throat> you know, um, from afar, and, you know, I've always wanted to investigate it up close, you know, um, but, I mean, how do you do that when you're living a, a predominantly well-respected, married, Christian life, how do you just say, um, yeah, where can I go and investigate how prostitutes, uh, think, walk, and talk, you know, what drove these, um, what society calls them, depraved individuals, to, to this point, to where they, they don't care, you know, and they're, they're selling their, you know, their want-nots, and I was, um, you know, always have been fascinated with, um, I guess, um, the underdog, or the science of human beings and, and nature, so, yeah, um, there were a lot of prostitutes on the, that chat line, and, you know, I was just like, I, w- I felt like a fly on the wall, <laughs> you know, because it was just like, ah, I've always wanted to know about that type of man, or, you know, I, you know, I always wanted to know how people talked, you know, in, in terms of the, you know, the sex trade of work, you know, and, wanted to know, because then I had more questions than answers, you know, the further I would listen into the chat lines, and uh, I just could not tear my ear away from it, it was just just that compelling, you know, human beings fascinate me, oh truly, so anyways, was making it a daily habit, to make sure that, you know, I called the chat lines, and, hey, maybe meet another man, you know, and then I'd say by <clears throat> the fourth week of calling him, um, my thought, my thought process about that whole institution of, um, you know, you know, sex chat had completely reformatted itself to a need that I had to have and could not live without and I was not going to stop because I had you know I had no respect for my husband so he deserved no respect you know what I'm saying from me so if he was going to you know continue to belittle me and berate me you know you know in front of strangers, and now my kids, then I was telling myself, then I have full, you know, I have the full red light, I mean, I have the full green light to just to go and, you know, tear it up, you know, that's how I was, you know, dealing with it, because also at that point in my life, (coughs) there had been a... Situation starting to um, unfold, and I had seen it, you know, for quite some time. Um, like I said, my daughter's from a different um, father, so I was with some other dude. Anyways, um, my husband at one point started to get attracted or turn his affections or attentions to my daughter, she was, um, you know, an up-and-coming teenager, and, um, you know, I get that, you know, I, I get where men are coming from on that, on that aspect, you know, I'm, I'm not stupid, and I'm not gonna lie about it, I just think it's a tragedy how people deal with those situations, so anyways, um, we had, um, back burner starting to catch fire there in the marriage so he was a uh, there's a quite a few you know uh, I guess key factors of stress that were starting to seriously present themselves in um, in our marriage that said um, my husband had fallen into um, um, I guess a um, the trap of lust and um, no self worth as I did too as I did too only my my um, trappings of lust weren't necessarily for the sex part like my husband's were my lust was more geared in um, the issue of money um, revenge and I'm going to be honest. Once in a while, I did want to take revenge on him, but it, my um, my lust for life was to uh, get money so I could leave him and marry another man. You know, and that's how I would get my money is find some you know well-to-do rich man on the chat line. Some millionaire, you know, he'll just come and swoop me up, and that's what I was. That's totally honestly, gentlemen those were my, you know, intentions, so, um, then, like I said, um, I would do a little bit of, um, side partying, and anyways, um, started to hang around with one another, and they um, would go behind my back, and, um, you know, just, I, it was a really super uncouth and disgusting situation, and and, and I was the brunt of the joke, you know, and, and I knew what was going on, but at that time, everybody, my whole family, everybody that I knew said that I was going crazy. I'm off my rocker, and that you're just jealous, and that, um, you don't have the love of God in you if you think, you know, nasty thoughts like that, and, um, I was gonna go to hell, and I really needed to go in the throne, the throne of God, and get on my knees and ask for total, total forgiveness about me thinking about my husband and my daughter, you know, and, you know, wanting to be together. I mean, Lordy, I'm surprised you guys didn't hear from all the ruckus about everybody calling me, you know, sinful and crazy and ungodlike, right? I mean, everybody was telling me I needed to get, my mom was telling me I needed to go see a psychiatrist to get on some, (coughs) excuse me, to get on some medication or I needed to be, you know, in a crazy Uh, a crazy environment, a crazy loony pin, you know, that I was a 5150, you know, and so, anyways, I was starting to think, oh my god, maybe it is me, maybe I do have a dirty mind, (coughs) but I knew, you know, that would soon end, as soon as I saw my husband and my daughter interacting with one another, and, and, treated me like, as if I was the villain, you know, anyways, they were getting, like, really super close to one another, always, um, taking off to be with one another, one would get home ten minutes or five minutes before the other one did, and they both had this, you know, elaborate story as to why they didn't answer their phones, both of them, you know, at the same time, whatever, and, um, I'm, um, I still don't have any proof at this point that, you know, they're sneaking off together, right? sissy he sissy he's all you gotta hear this you gotta hear this and I was just like um <clears throat> you know calm down what do you what and then my mom was with him and she was just like you know his little cheerleader and she's like oh it's awful it's awful honey you you know what don't kill yourself after you hear this and I was just like what are you guys talking about and then um my uh, family member says he says uh I have a some proof on this cell phone that, you know, your daughter and your husband are, you know, they're messing around, and I'm like, what are you talking about, because, you know, this whole time, I had to tell everybody that, you know, um, (laughs) you know, that it didn't make sense, finally, to a certain point, because everybody was calling me crazy, so finally, I had to agree with everyone, (coughs) So my family member goes and pulls up these messages on a SIM card and everything, and um, a couple of them didn't sound like you know it, it was like really no you know nothing to be up in arms about. But I did sit there and realize how needy they were towards one another, and how the time frame that you know the time slots didn't add up. finally shown a message from one of the two, and it was calling me some ugly fat bitch and wanted to know if I was still in the house, and then the reply from the other party wasn't that nice either, <laughs> so when I saw that message, I was just, I was freaking pissed, you know, because here I am, being a good Christian wife, you know, and going through all the storms and Trials and battles as a married couple, you know, um, making sure that um, I cook for him and, you know, try to, you know, keep a healthy sex life, you know, up, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, still partying on the side, but going to church, you know, but still cussing him out, you know, or my family as a good, godly woman. <coughs> Seriously, and the reason or how my church found out is because um, I was hysterical and I was upset, and um, I decided to calm myself down and go try to find some type of support out there. And I don't give a shit what kind of support. I needed some counseling, so I called my church. I mean, that's what all. Christians do, and when they're connected to the church, they they call their church for you know spiritual, you know wise advice. So that's what I did. I called my church, and the secretary, Lenny. You know, I wish my name was Penny. I can't stand that chick. Um, she answered the phone, and I was just like, Oh, uh, yeah, you know, this. is, I just I uh, caught my husband cheating on me with my daughter, and. I said I'm, I'm feeling suicidal and um, I don't know what to do can you recommend some counseling I need it and I you know I'd be willing to pay for it right now I need it it's an emergency and so Lenny I wish I wasn't a penny chick she says well, is this Jennifer holier than thou, that's the last thing you want people to know when they look at you like, you know, you're a Jesus walker, you know? That you've got some really, um, seriously outside, you know, uninfluential damage, you know, on the end. You don't want people like that knowing shit about you because, you know, you don't know what they're capable of or what they're going through, per se, but... <laughs> That's all, That's the only reason <laughs> you don't want him to know. So, anyways, um, uh, she knows the whole lowdown, right? And then what happens next? <laughs> Just, I mean, it blew my mind. Uh, the next, uh, oh no, like it was that evening. I called the church back to ask some, you know, minor. Question about the counseling, and uh, she's. I told the the Lenny Penny chick. I said, Hey, you know, I think I'm gonna cancel the the counseling. And she goes, Why? What are you talking about, Jennifer? You need. You cannot go without God's help. (coughs) And I said, um, (coughs) Well, I thought. You know, I thought about it. And no, it was it was the very next evening. I said last night I couldn't sleep because. me to forgive him, to forgive him and my daughter, and God also wants the family to be together and always, and always try to come to a peaceful, you know, restoration, and um, I said, and, and you know, God's against divorce, there was just too many things that it was not godly like that I told her that that's the reason I was going to turn around and forgive those two for what they had done. You know, she said, Well, Jennifer, I just think that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. Believe me, I would be willing to bank my money on it. That if you decide to stay with your husband, it would be the exact same thing as putting a band-aid over a gaping hole. An open wound. And I said, So is that what you're referring to God as? because he's going to be my counselor and I said I don't look at God like that I believe that I can do everything through through God like he says that we can and that makes me strong you're making it sound like we're totally weak you know individuals and she goes I'm just telling you so when I went in to go see the pastor to get some counseling I told the pastor what she said and I because she oh the pastor wanted her to counsel, co counsel, counsel with me, and that was a huge freaking no no. Because I'm thinking, I don't want some chick who's you know older in life and she, she you know, she hates people in life and she's a man hater, she's been divorced. How many, you know what I'm saying? Of course, she's going to tell me that. I don't want a woman like that, you know, tendering with my soul. So I, I was, I had to say something and I had to say it in front of her, unfortunately. I told the pastor, I said, I do not want her involved in any of my counseling or any parts of my soul at all. And he said, well, she has to. And I said, no, she doesn't. I said, "Uh, I don't want her handling my issues. And um, she goes, why not, Jennifer? I, you know, I don't know why you're saying this. And then I said, that's when I said, because aren't." I didn't say aren't. I said, because you're the one who told me that if I took my husband back, it's like putting a banding over a gaping hole. And she goes, "No, I did not. Oh, Pastor, I would never say that. That is not believing in the one true God." And I was just like, "Whoa!" You know, I feel like I was getting burned, like seared, you know, on an open flame because I had to put somebody on the spot. But at that same token, I was being honest. And I was hoping to come to, you know, some type of a, um, you know, a meeting of the minds there. I'm always looking for some type of, you know, calm negotiation with humans. So anyways, uh, she puts her hands on her hips and she's just emphatically denying and saying that, how could I dare come into God's house and, you know, you speak lies on on your your own sister in Christ. (laughs) I said, you know, I'm just going to cancel the whole thing, And, um, but thank you, and then um, as I started to walk out, I was getting angrier and angrier at that, you know, Lenny Penny chick, and when I got in the car, or towards my car, I was just thinking, Psh, fuck that, I said, fuck that, you know, it was kind of loud, you know, to be on the church grounds and talk like that, that's how mad I was, so I get in my car, and I go home, and um, my mom calls me, everybody's calling me, coming over, they want a new the they want to know the new update on this, uh, traumatic situation, you know, uh, when do I need a ride to go, you know, get an attorney to file for the divorce, and oh yeah, don't forget, you, you can claim this, you're gonna get that from him, and, um, you know, basically, you know, I was looking like a total, you know, dip-filled, dip, <laughs> I guess, uh, I get a gold-dipped angel in Christ at that moment. I was looking holy. I was looking steadfast. I was looking innocent. I was looking frail. I know um, all the cards were in my court. Every single ace in that deck, they were, you know, favored with me. Every single... single joker, or wild, you know, king, queen, chap, you know what I'm saying, every single power card, in, you know, the deck was mine, he was looking like the biggest loser on the planet, you know, I could totally go and take this situation all the way to the bank proud, and slam it down, and cash that check, (laughs) you know, emotionally spiritually and financially i mean i the dude could have been completely reamed and i could have reamed my daughter's life right and i could have been sitting pretty and i would have been accepted into my church still you know um because i was the poor wife where this husband had some lust issues you know that's how you know they would have deemed me and and treated me but I couldn't let that happen true story um I actually got a hold of my husband and I asked him to come over but I knew he was still too scared because at that point I had actually turned into Thor so I told him over the phone I said said, okay look it you don't have to come over because you know I, I was pretty scary the way I acted earlier but I just want to let you say, and I'm being honest, and don't think I'm, you know, tripping out, I'm not drunk, and I'm not under any influence of drugs, and um, I'm not lying, and I'm not trying to set you up, but I, I told my husband, I said, I just want to let you know that I I forgive you, and I'm, if you would like to still, you know, try to work on the marriage, then it would be my honor. He was really super quiet, and he didn't know what to say for the, you know, there was a long pause, and I expected that, and he goes, well, I'll come over later on, you know, so to me, that was a, you know, a positive sign in the right direction, that, you know, he believed me that, you know, this, what, what had just totally imploded and exploded in our marriage was, you know, not cool, and not only that, but he was being, he was being given a second chance, if you will, or shot at life. And he wanted to know when he got to our house, you know, later on that evening, he truly wanted to know why and how I came to the fact of the matter that I wanted to forgive him and my daughter. And I just told him straight up, honestly. Uh, well, first, because God commands me to, and second, because his words, you know, tells me to, and third, I was raised to forgive, and fourth, uh, the things I've been doing behind closed doors, you know, I mean, it weighs out, it comes out to weigh the same as your stuff, you're doing, and he says, what do you mean, and I told him, I said, well, um, you know, while you're out sneaking away with my daughter, I was, you know, hiding, you know, in another room calling the sex chat lines. And I said, not only that, I was actually looking to replace you. I was looking for a rich man, but behind your back and still going to church. And I said, so I see the two are the same if in action, if you ask me. They're both sneaky and they're both dim-witted. They're both unintelligent they're both lust-worthy, and they're both not noteworthy towards humankind, you know, really, that's a filthy chick or a bad wife who does that kind of shit, you know, they it happens, you know, around us all the time, we see these kinds of scenarios, so another thing that I told my husband, too, that, you know, solidified, um, the coming together back, you know, as a married couple, was the fact that I was doing, you know, dabbling into illegal street drugs from time to time. You know, crystal meth, and then getting stoned and uh, sneaking some shots and just going away for hours so I could um, just, you know, drink some alcohol. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, interconnect that with, you know, the audience of strange men. Yeah, that's, that's really effed up. That's a really effed up wife. And then turn around and pray to God and be like the... You know what I'm saying? That's how I saw my actions. So I told my husband, I said, um, you know, just because, you know, my, you know, evil deeds were not exposed in the open like yours and my daughter were, like, you know, you guys were, that doesn't mean that I um, I get to be dishonest with myself and go get myself a free paycheck because I can and everybody's rooting me on to do it <laughs> I was the golden child right <clears throat> you know so my husband was just like he was in awe so you know the whole town knew what happened and when I would go from you know place to place Everybody would ask me, you know, why did you take him back? I had, I can't tell you guys how many enemies I had because I decided to take my husband back because of my, because of my ill-gotten, you know, ways and and pleasures. (coughs) I equated mine with him, but just because I couldn't be seen doesn't mean that I'm, you know, nonetheless, you know, more... Evil or innocent, (laughs) for that fact. So, anyways, um, I was kind of scared, you know, finding out so many people hated my guts because I took that scumbag pervert back, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought, you know, I have to let people, you know, get it out of them, get it out of themselves, because it's not a a a common issue or subject to talk about, you know. It's a it's a rather quite sad and, you know un, you know, happy effect that, you know, people don't like to deal with, you know, family issues, you know, within the, you know, of sex within the family, because (coughs) it's not an issue that everybody likes to talk about, because we've been told that it's a hush-hush, or it's private, or it's habitual, or it's habit-forming, and it's, um, non-congenital towards everybody involved, so... (coughs) I realized that humans have to just get it out about how bad they hated my husband and how they wanted to kill my daughter and how they were getting disgusted with me, what was wrong with me for, you know, accepting them. <coughs> Once they got done with that, I just, I simply told them, you know, my side, just because nobody saw what I was doing behind closed doors doesn't, you know, you know, negate the fact that yes, I am very you know, much the same culpable, you know, in terms of, you know, bad, dirty habits and demons, just as he is, only I'm standing up and bringing it out to the forefront to let everybody know, you know, hey, look, he's not the, the real bad guy here, there's two of us, <laughs> you know, it takes two to tango, Gets takes one to no one, it was that type of scenario, exactly, so, anyways, um, I, I lost, you know, a couple of acquaintances, because um they refused to think that you know they thought that i had everything in god's eyes and i should have you know went the lord's way and and got that divorce you know i just thought well you know um i can't blame these people that are this you know distraught with me because i thought that same freaking way because it happened to me and if it happened to me I can only imagine what people might think, you know, when they're not sitting inside my flesh. You know, yeah, I would be pissed off at that chick too, or that guy. So, um, I understood where they were coming from on that level. And, um, I knew that that level of, um, anger was going to take some time of separation and, um, patience and, um, just total silence from my part. You know? Um, you know, so, so anyways, I did eventually end up coming back in counter with those people, you know, the couple of acquaintances that I had lost along the way due to, you know, they thought I would made some ill choices in my marriage and life. When I did come back into, um, you know, in human, um, presence with these people, I can say this for sure, hands down, that they all walked away a better person and in peace And they all felt that for the first time, it wasn't Adam versus Eve. For the first time, I was feeling the sense of equality and the sense of, um, you know, less pressure taking off both sexes, you know, at the same time at an even pace. It was nice. It was super, super beautiful to feel, you know, that energy amongst human beings because... Uh, a lot of the males uh, or a lot of them you know men friends they um, actually one guy said that I was straight a goddess that's what he called me he's like you pff, you and he kept looking down at his feet and then he would, he would look up halfway towards me. We were sitting at a table. He would look back down at his feet. He would kneel over with his um, elbows on his knees. He would get back up. And he would, you know, finally look at me and say, "You," and he would blow air from his cheeks. You, you are a goddess. No, let me tell you. You are a goddess. There's no such a woman like you or, or anyone who does that, Jen. You know, and... I started to get those types of healthy responses back, and um, then I knew that, you know, um, um, I'm on a good thing here, because, I mean, I'm always trying to turn something so severe and deadly or bad or, you know, yucky, into something that just is so badass, that's my lot in life, make bad to good, you know, and, but my, you know, my bag of tricks happens just to be on, you know, magic or human beings, so anyways, um, yeah, I was, I was getting some excellent, excellent, um, vibrations and feedback from now both sexes of the community about, you know, how I was able to get past all of that, and then, um, you know, you get the normal, um, that ridicule, but since everybody had known, you know, my side of the story, the, the ridicules actually didn't even hurt, or, you know, they didn't even affect me, you know, like, you know, mockery usually does in life, you know, it was like it was unspoken, or unspoken, I guess you will, type of, It was an unpublished and unacknowledged feeling of, like, some stupid little foxtails, you know, or stickers that you get when you're walking in in the field. It was that minor, and that's cool. So, I told you that story because I'm trying to convey the meaning of grace and honesty with yourself and on oneself and if um, we were to look at ourselves like uh, you look at your most favorite thing or person or feeling every single day if we were to treat ourselves like that then every single situation that was bad that happened to us or most of them, most situations would actually come out dipped in what? (laughs) Gold. Gold not you know, it, it's, it wasn't easy actually doing that. But I, ha- and, you know, if I felt that if I want to go on in life and live, you know, even a halfway decent life, knowing that this type of bad thing happened, then ah, how am I going to fix it? The only way I'm going to be able to relax later on in life is if I deal with my issues right now. She's, you know, right there in the forefront, the same stand, stand up tall next to my husband and my wife, you see, I had to do that, you know, so that's just how, um, I try to express to humans that forgiveness can start with the most minutest, tiniest, littlest, opaque types of things in life. For the fact, if you are consistent with forgiveness, um, for the fa- the dumb things that you do, um, you're you know you've got the key. You've got the key to the beginning of a clear view of where you're going in life. It's super cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, anyways, I sound like I'm boring, dumb, or you know, full of hatred those of you who fell asleep, please wake up now. Five, four, three, two, one. The sound of my voice. (laughs) Thank you. Goodbye.